A weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Ture and Eric Wong. So this week we are discussing the highly anticipated Creed 3, the ninth and latest movie of the Rocky franchise. It is directed by actor and star Michael B. Jordan in what is his directorial debut, and it stars Jordan himself, Tessa Thompson, Felicia Rashad, and Jonathan Majors in the opponent role of Damien Dame Anderson. This is the first of the Creed movies that does not feature Sylvester Stallone. He did not return for this installment. Me and Amir, we saw it together Saturday, I think. It was Saturday. What about you, Derek? I saw it over the weekend also, and on Sunday. I actually want to start off this podcast episode correcting an egregious error that i made three years ago three years ago whoa yeah on our top 25 movies of the decade episode can you believe that was three years ago almost to the day no i cannot that's yeah, insane march 4th 2020 really wow was our top 25 movies of the decade episode crazy when i was making that list the thought of putting creed on there did not even cross my mind and now that I have rewatched it, I think it should be like in the top 10 of the top wow. 25 movies of the last decade. It is so fucking good, the first Creed. Mm -hmm. Probably the best legacy sequel ever. I think I posted like a, I don't know if it's actually a hot take. I think a lot of people do agree with me. That is better than Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get a chance to rewatch this? 
Yes, I rewatched both of these movies before. Creed well, not one before, and two, but I watched both of them before recording, but not before yeah, watching yeah. Creed three. Creed three, yeah. Man, I am trying to look up. Do we have our list anywhere? Like, I can't. Um, yes, we absolutely do. Creed is on. Oh mine. yes, you're right. And it's on Derek's. It's only missing on Jeff's. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I think I added it, but I can't remember. <laughs> Wait, what? It was on your top twenty-five. Uh huh. Twenty-two for me and sixteen for Derek. Creed yeah, was really. I love yeah. Creed. Mm-hmm. I love Creed. I, I love don't remember Creed. talking about it on the episode. Did we talk about it? We probably we didn't to. talk about it much because it was relatively low on both our lists. But... Yeah, I remember when we did that episode. We didn't have time to like talk about every. God damn! Even bigger egregious error on my part. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Well, good for you guys for putting it on your list. <laughs> Jesus. Take the Mad Max spot on my list, maybe. I don't fucking know. Wow. They're both from 2015, and, like, I gotta say, I didn't fucking cry three times watching Mad Max, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. That movie fucking made me cry. It's fucking emotional. It's I don't know if it's, like, getting older or something, and my fucking glands are, like, either not working or working too well. I don't know. I don't remember tearing up or crying when I saw Creed originally. Me neither. In 2015, but seeing it again, dude, the Creed 1 is like, it's like an emotional dude, movie. I don't even cry during movies, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that entire last 30 minutes is just oh. absolutely just incredible. Yeah, it's so fucking good. What do you think? I mean, it's obviously on your top 25 list. I mean, fuck me for not putting it on mine. <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember when I talked about it maybe a little bit, and I've always kind of held this opinion, like, I like Rocky, but I don't have the love for it, I think, that maybe, you know, like an older generation, right? It doesn't hit me. And I think that goes with what you're saying about Top Gun. We've said it about Top Gun. I think there is definitely a time period where if you watched that, you loved it, and like, it was your thing. And I don't think I had that attachment to Rocky. I don't think I had that attachment well, to Top Gun. Let's not get it Gun. twisted, though, because Rocky is definitely a better yeah. movie than Top Gun, the first yes. one, for sure. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> but, man, I remember when I watched Creed, I fell in love with Creed so hard. Just because I think Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. Why is it skipping me who directed Creed? <laughs> uh, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler, yeah. That was coming off the backs of, like, Fruitvale Station, and then it was before Black Panther, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 yeah. way before. Black yeah, Panther yeah. was 2018, Creed was right. 2015, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I was super excited about this movie and it really held up to me. Like even though it is, I mean, if you think about it, like a lot of the same beats, you know, happening with Rocky and doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't know. I love the movie. I even love two. I mean, I definitely don't love it as much as the first one, but typically I really like this franchise. So I was very excited yeah. to go into Creed 3. I gotta say like Sylvester Stallone got robbed uh, yes. for that Oscar. Mm-hmm. Fucking Mark Rylance needs to pay for his crimes. First for his uh, <laughs> performance in Bones and all last year, and then uh, <laughs> stealing the Oscar from uh, Sly in 2015. I remember that, too. I remember, like, man, Sly's got it, Sly's got it, and then Rylance wins. And then I remember the year after, people, like, defending Rylance. That was a great performance. He definitely deserved it. Maybe the story's changed a little bit, but, dude. I still don't understand how Stallone didn't win for that performance, because it's amazing. Yeah, the three spots in the movie that made me cry, I think. The training montage, which is just really good at first, but then the city rallying behind Donnie, Mm -hmm. running down the streets. It's like, oh, you're going to go see Rock, and like Rocky's like fighting cancer, and they're popping wheelies behind him while he's like running, and then the score kicks in. Oh, I gotta say, like, Ludwig Goranson did Mm -hmm. a fucking 
sick-ass job with the score in both Creed 1 and 2. We'll get into this later, but I think he's sorely missed in Creed 3. I mean, for me, there's a couple things that are a little missing in Creed 3, but we'll get to that too, yeah. We'll get to that. The other moment is Creed getting the shorts from his mom Mm. right before the title fight. And then the pep talk into like the final crescendo in the fight. Dude, it's so fucking good. The Rocky theme finally playing. Mm -hmm. I gotta prove it. Prove what? I'm not a mistake. Look at me. I never got a chance to thank Apollo for helping me out after Mickey died. But it's nothing compared to what you've done. You taught me how to fight again. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to fight this thing. But if I fight, I want you to fight too. I want you to go across this ring and knock that son of a bitch down. Can you do it? Say it. I'm going to knock that son of a bitch down. I know you are. You know why? Because you're a Creed. And I love you, kid. And that just works, like, thematically with the movie, too. It's just perfect. Mm -hmm. It's so, so fucking good. Yeah. One of my favorite moments for the first movie is just Michael B. Jordan convinces him to fight cancer. Yeah. Rocky's already kind of given up. He's like, I've already seen what happens when you try. It still doesn't work. Yeah. The whole, like, if I fight, you fight fight, thing. It's so So fucking good. Mm -hmm. So... My buddy Zach on Twitter mentioned something about the theme music. I was talking about how Creed is better than Top Gun. And we were talking about the music. And he was like, it's vital to have that restraint and hold it till that moment. It's almost like Donnie's arc itself. Wants to establish its own name, its own characters and approach, only to find nobody escapes the legacy. Nobody makes Mm -hmm. it on their own because we are all extensions of the past. It was really well said. Yeah. One of the best movies of the last decade. I really regret not putting it on the list. <laughs> that whole sequence from him getting knocked yes. up, popping up like a man possessed, to yeah. the pop talk, to the end. Oh, it's just, that, that's The little flash of Apollo yes. in the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's great. What are your thoughts on two, both of you? Two's pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't hit the same as one. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's pretty good. I like the... Ivan Drago and his dad as the dark mirror to Rocky yeah. and Creed. And then all the ties of family history and legacy. And maybe it's cliche to like bring back a villain or whatever. But I think yeah. it's a super smart choice. Yeah. I like a lot about too. Ivan and Victor. Yeah, they both get a little arc there. I like that too. Yeah. I also do like the – you mentioned the music cue in the first one. There's a pretty clever music cue in the second one too where it's only in the moment where he actually knocks out Drago the first yeah. time is when the, the Rocky yeah, theme yeah, yeah. hits too. So I thought that was really cool when that happens yeah. too in that second movie. There's a lot of really good things about two as well. It's nowhere near as good as one but like mm-hmm. I think the scene where they find out that their daughter is going to be deaf is yes. pretty quietly devastating. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that 
the training scene is pretty goddamn good in the desert. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I didn't like it as much the first time I watched it, but on the rewatch, I thought it was pretty fucking dope. It's yeah. good. I like the desert. I, like I don't know desert. why I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Yeah, it's good. Not as good as Poppin' Wheelies, but it's, it's still pretty It's still pretty good. I, I still <laughs> yeah, like it putting their feet in the tire, like going toe-to-toe, because that's how you're supposed to be Drago. It's good. And this is not a comment just about Creed, but I, also this about Rocky. I do think it has some of the best training montages like in yeah. a sports movie. They usually do them pretty well. I'm going to say something mean in order to say something nice. I'm <laughs> okay. not the world's biggest fans of any of Michael B. Jordan's Sylvester Stallone or Tessa Thompson. As actors in general. I think Michael B. Jordan... We're well aware of your opinion on Tessa Thompson. We've gone over this multiple times, I feel. <laughs> oh, have we? I, I didn't realize We've talked about like, it multiple times. We're like, uh, is she actually a good actress? Okay, I, all right. I didn't realize this has become a hobby horse of mine, but... <laughs> no, 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 We'll just do fine. it one more time. So, Michael B. Jordan, I think he's, like, great in Fruitvale Station. He's great in this. He's pretty good in all those Creed movies. He's all right in the Black Panther. But there are times when he does come off as a little, like, flat and limited, right? Mm -hmm. Tessa Thompson is, like, beyond gorgeous in these Creed movies. Again, there's a lot of roles where she's not doing a ton. Westworld and shit. There's just, like, some shit where I'm just like, is she really doing anything? I don't know. And then Sly is Sly, right? But the depth of character that, like, Sylvester Stallone gets to in these movies and, like, all three of them. All three of them do, like, amazing career best work in, I think, Creed 1 and to a lesser extent the second. I totally agree. I don't think I'm as mm-hmm. cool as you on these actors, but I totally agree. They're not actors that I'm, like, oh, super impressed by all the time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a better way to say it. They knock it out of the park. Every single one of them knock it out of the park in these Creed movies. Mm-hmm. Should we get to our thoughts on Creed 3? Creed 3, uh, pretty fucking good. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a little worried about the Michael B. Jordan uh, directorial debut. Dude, he directs the shit out of this. He does a great mm-hmm. job. Like, it's beyond just like a yeoman's work. There's a couple of little flares of artistic touch in it. A couple of little cool shots. You're like, okay, all right. I would say more than a couple. Way more than I was expecting, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, the action is really clear and confident can see the action really well. He does some fun, like, uh, I mean, I think we've all read interviews before the movie about everything being so anime-inspired. You can see where he gets some of his inspiration from. He does some fun stuff with that. I'm really impressed with uh, his debut. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Um, I think this is probably, it might be better than 2 walking out of it. I don't know. 2 is also still pretty good. I think Dame is probably the best antagonist of any I of these movies. I would say so. Being just, like, so three-dimensional, you know so much about his backstory, and he's almost like a deuteragonist or anti-hero, or I don't know what you want to call him, but he definitely gets a lot more life than the previous antagonists, even Drago. I would argue that he gets so much life in this movie that, at times, you want to question whether you want to root for Creed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. He's the killmonger to Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> they try to, like... Put the finger on the scale. He's like a menace and a loose cannon and stuff. But a lot of the times, like, I don't know. Donnie seems like kind of a dick in this movie a lot of the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Who's saying all the stuff in the movie? Uh, I think it's Duke, right? He's like, you don't owe him anything. And, like, he keeps saying that. And I was like, maybe you do owe him something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Bianca's like, you earned everything you have. Did you really, though? You know what I mean? Because he kind of had that shot in the first movie, too, right? Against Pretty Ricky Conlon. That was, like, 
a matter of circumstance and like luck too that he fell into that title fight and name and legacy right yeah yeah i agree and she makes a great point about that in that first movie you know he's like oh i wanted to stand on my own too and blah 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 whatever and she's like well you have a funny way of showing it like yeah. <laughs> i mean how many boxing nobodies can have rocky balboa as like their trainer you yeah. know what I mean? How many boxing nobodies have this legendary name to trade on that gives them a leg up into the boxing world? So I see where you're coming from. Yeah. At the same time, I do think that Dame's character does do some things for you. I mean, of right. course, obviously. Mm-hmm. So do you think he's getting like a villain edit or something? Like they kind of like made him overly evil here for no reason? Or? No, I actually think they went a little soft on the pedal for the villain edit. That's yeah. why like – Oh, interesting. Michael B. Jordan's not quite as sympathetic as they kind of want him to be. The character's reactions to Damien's, I don't know, misdeeds are a little exaggerated, I feel. Like the sparring session with Felix, I don't really feel like he did anything that bad. I mean, Creed got into it with Duke's son in the first movie, too, like similarly, I think. I don't know. We'll get into it. I think there's stuff in the actual title fight with Felix that they try to paint as, like, really shady, mm-hmm. even though I don't really agree. I think it was a little underhanded, a lot of, like, the fighting techniques that Damien uses, but I don't think he was playing dirty. I think stuff that Drago did in the second movie was way dirtier than anything that Dame did in this one. So I want to say that, actually, Derek, you give your thoughts, actually. I mostly agree with you guys. I do really like this movie a lot. I think this being Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut is pretty awesome. I was really enjoying my time. I think, like Amir said, he has some directorial flourishes I am down for. Like, I was really liking the fight stuff. Honestly, I really like some of the character beats that we got between, like, Adonis and Bianca. Yeah. These are, like, the two pivotal characters that are transitioning from Creed's 1 and 2. Like, everybody else is kind of just supporting, right, for most Mm -hmm. of the the other two movies. And to really bring those two even more forward than I think they were in the past movies. Because in the past, it was really Creed and Rocky, right? Those were kind of the two main leads and, like, Tessa being, like, a third person in that tricycle, I guess, in a sense. I like that without Rocky here, they kind of brought up the Tessa character, Mm-hmm. Tessa's character up the limelight here a little bit. So, and I do like the additions of Jonathan Majors, and I really like the kid actually who plays their daughter Amara. Yeah, who's actually deaf in real life. Yeah, so I really like that. But I will say that it's really hard, I think, to get away from the Rocky of it all. And I don't know if it completely achieves what it maybe was seeking to do was to like, you know, build this legacy for this Creed character away from Rocky and like. Every moment kind of kept asking, like, where's Rocky? I think the movie itself doesn't address it, and maybe it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe some mentions of him, like where he is or what he's doing, or like that would have been nice. Or at least the influence of him in Michael B. Jordan's life would have been nice in some way. Yeah. I mean, Wood Harris is a great character actor and he's great in this role as Duke, but honestly, especially watching this and then watching like Creed 1 and 2, like, yeah, I don't the think pep talks don't Rocky. work. Yeah. yeah, the pep talks do not work in this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can, just can't do the pep talks like Sly can. Um, yeah. I want to say that his pep talk in the final fight kind of sucked. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, I think I was just kind of missing that. And sorry to say that I, I do wish Rocky was in this movie, but overall, I did really enjoy it. So here's what I want to say about that, because I respect the decision Mm -hmm. to leave 
Rocky out of this final movie because I think, well, first of all, it's unavoidable because I think Sylvester Stallone himself had a falling out with the executive producer, Owen Winkler, Mm -hmm. who's had the rights for the Rocky movies forever. And they've always butted heads. So to be clear, there's no bad blood between Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. They're still like pals or whatever. But That's good. That would make me really sad. I know, right? That would really, really make me sad. But it's purely a Erwin Winkler, Sylvester Stallone thing. So he just didn't agree with, I don't know, I guess the direction of the movie or like, I don't know, whatever role that they had in store for him, I don't think he liked. So he bowed out of this. I think the decision is a good one, but his absence is really, really felt, which kind of sucks because like, I think each Creed movie going from one to two to three, like the music, like Ludwig Gorenson's score, which is also missing in this movie, that absence is like purposeful, right? It's Creed discovering his legacy, and then in the third one, embracing this new legacy that he's making for himself. So a lot of the stuff in the first two movies, like, stylistically or formally are gone. You know, Sylvester Stallone's gone, the music is gone, even the more realistic fighting choreography is gone, Mm -hmm. which I kind of missed at first, but it's crisp as hell. It's more, I want to say, like, martial arts-inspired, obviously, because Michael B. Jordan loves anime, and there's a lot of anime Mm -hmm. influence in this shonen anime, you know? But they, like, eschew a lot of the more realistic boxing for dodges and like flourishes and stances and things like that which i think is obviously unrealistic but it makes for some exhilarating fights and set pieces in this although i am a little conflicted on the final fight but we'll get to that i think (laughs) (laughs) i love tessa thompson too i think she gets a nice little parallel arc here about like losing her hearing and then becoming a producer and not making music on her own anymore and how sad that makes her. And I think this is, like, a good thing for all three movies, where she's not pigeonholed as, like, you know, the nagging girlfriend or, like, yeah. the nagging wife, where she's, like, disapproving of, like, the fighting lifestyle. She's no Skylar White. She's always, uh... <laughs> she's always very supportive of his desire to go beat someone's ass, so... You know, she's got that going for her. But I do like that she is allowed to have realistic gripes with him as a character. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like, I like that she complains about him not opening up and, like, all things which are, like, normal to complain about and, like, reasonable to want your partner to either open up, even if not to you, to somebody else. All her complaints are, like, eminently reasonable and normal. And I think they're all rooted in a pretty strong character. Like, I think you kind of get an idea of who Adonis Creed is as a guy through these three movies, right? Yeah. He's not, like, a perfect human being i don't know from a storybook or something like he's like a dude he's like a violent guy he doesn't like run around like getting into random fights but he's like a fighter by nature i guess he can be impulsive he's an emotional guy like there's so many things like you learn about this dude he tries Mm -hmm. not to like you know show weakness and so he doesn't tell his wife about his past there's so many things that you know about this guy that scan with like okay yeah this is like what a guy like that would be like Mm -hmm. i think her pointed critiques of him are totally on point and very much a part of us learning who he is, right? I think this whole movie really is about dudes who can't talk about their feelings, right? (laughs) They have anime showdowns to, like, settle things (laughs) instead of talking about their emotions. That's kind of, like, one of my issues with the movie is that it wants to be this movie about dudes that can talk about their emotions. 
but then also dudes that need to fight it out in order to talk about their emotions. What I didn't quite love about the ending is that it has its cake and it eats it too, right? We get this epic showdown between our two leads. And of course, spoilers, you know, Creed wins. But then at the end of the fight, they still have their little sit down and they talk it out and they're like, we good? I'm here for you if you need me. It wasn't your fault. It was never your fault. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little tidy. Yeah. I do agree that it's a little tidy. Yeah. I don't know if a guy who hires one of his former prison associates to break the <laughs> hand of a professional fighter who you know. Who's also one of your friends now. Who's also one of your right? friends. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that is the guy who you're going to just be like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I'm totally cool with you now. They kind of just sweep that under the rug that fucking mm-hmm. Damien hired some thug to break Drago's hand. You That's know? probably yeah. the most glaring thing that I think doesn't fit in that last yeah. reconciliation. I love that there was this through line with this character, right? With a creed, specifically in this movie, about him having to open up. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we don't see that in a lot of, you know, machismo, like strong male characters. In movies like this, they want to settle things with their fists. But like a lot of what this character's growth is in this movie, which I really liked, was him, you know, opening up to Bianca, him having to have words with Damien, right? I don't know. Maybe I would have liked this if we didn't see the results of the fight. And then we just have the reconciliation. Like, I don't know. Like, there was some kind of through line was lost for me when, oh, sometimes you just can't settle things with words, so we just have to fight. Something about that didn't settle well with what I think this movie was trying to say, especially with the daughter character, right? There was like this storyline about her being violent in school and like the mom doesn't want to teach her how to fight, but then Creed does and that doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, they forget about a couple things by the end of the movie. And then in the end, like, Bianca's just okay with Creed training his daughter a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I think that's just like, for like a directorial debut, you know, like, script weaknesses, pacing, that's always an issue here or there. Um, The major beats work for me, and I think... Yes, me too, me too. All the performances, they knock it out of the park again. I think Jonathan Majors is fucking incredible as Damien. I think maybe Mm -hmm. the best opponent that rocky's had maybe besides like apollo creed himself yeah besides apollo creed himself maybe yeah at least for the creed movies oh yeah yeah for the creed movies yeah 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 Yeah. i mean there is something to be said about once you brought back drago in two like you definitely added more depth to that character which i really liked like you know in the first one he was kind of just like a machine that really didn't talk much yeah. Uh, not the first one, but the fourth one, I guess. The fourth Rocky right fourth. movie, yeah. Yeah, but the first time we saw him, he was kind of like that. But then they definitely give him more depth with his son, I think, in the second one. So I love the depth they give the Dragos in the second Creed movie. Mm-hmm. But that's like nothing compared to what Jonathan Majors does yeah. with mm-hmm. Damien, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, as much as I like what they do with the Dragos. Also, Drago's mom is like the biggest piece of shit in the entire Rocky <laughs> franchise. <laughs> She's so awful. Yeah. When she senses that her son's going to lose and she just and walks she just away. leaves? Dude, yeah. what a piece of shit. When I first watched Creed 2, like, I even turned around and I thought he was going to leave too. I was like, oh, you motherfucker, you piece <laughs> of shit. But then he turned around and he, like, threw in the towels. Like, okay, you're cool, yeah. I guess. He, he finally came to a realization. But anyway, back to Creed 3. I mean, we haven't really given a synopsis, but this is, like, what, seven, eight years after Creed 2? Because 
Amara's that's just yeah. born mm-hmm. in two, and mm-hmm. I want to say that she's like at least about seven that or eight. age. Yeah, yeah around yeah. that age. Mm-hmm. So Creed has retired. He retires with his title intact. He's still heavyweight champion of the world. So he opens his gym. He's training the new heavyweight champion. His name is Felix Chavez. And I guess Duke is running things at the gym, and they're training Chavez to take on Drago when Donnie's old friend Damien comes out of prison, who is Donnie's friend at the boarding house, I guess, when they were orphans or when they were in foster care. And he's been in prison 18 to 20 years for, like, gun possession. So Damien was one of, like, the most promising fighters. Was it L.A.? Yes. Yeah, in L.A. He was, like, a Golden Glove champion as a kid. So now he wants to come back. He's been training in prison. So he wants to come back and have Adonis give him a shot. And he starts training at the gym. It sets off this rivalry because he's, like, a loose cannon. He's kind of a menace. But, yeah, I love the interplay between Creed and Damien. Although I am hesitant to say that they're in the same weight class. I think they did that in Creed 2 as well. Yeah. uh... (laughs) This is one of the things that very, very fucking much bugs me. Because, like, just looking at Felix, you can see he's a little guy, right? Yeah, he's like a featherweight or something. Dude, he's tiny. So he's played by a real boxer. Uh, Let me try to make sure I get his name right. Uh, Jose Benavides Jr. He's a real-life pro boxer. So what's his weight class in real life? So in real life, he fights at welterweight. (laughs) <laughs> which is, like, under 150 pounds. Okay. Right? He's giving up 50 pounds to a guy who'd be a real heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to fight Drago. Yeah, which is insane. Who's bigger, Drago or Damien? Oh, Drago's Drago. definitely bigger. Drago, right? Dude, yeah, for sure. The actor's uh, 6'4 and 225 pounds. He's yeah, an enormous yeah. dude. He's also a boxer. Florian Montano, who is... Uh, in Shang-Chi as Razor Fist. He was, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weight class thing bugs me. It just doesn't look right. And then the other thing that bugs me is um, Dame's like rapid rise to the top. I know you're in the kind of in the middle of explaining that. but You were talking about that when we came out of the theater. I guess you could say that Adonis was kind of the same way in the first movie. But he went at least like, what, 11-0 and 0 before yeah, like, taking on... Yeah, he had like 15 on... fights in Mexico yeah. at least. Or whatever. Something, right? Dame... His first fight ever is a fight for the heavyweight championship of the world or whatever. It just doesn't yeah. really – like, I kind of just wish they'd done, like, a one-year-later sort of deal. Yeah, like a montage yeah. where he beat yeah, a bunch of people or something. Yeah, just like Dame yeah. beating a bunch of people. Exactly, yeah. Like, beats 15 people, he's 15-0, and 0, and then he gets the chance to challenge Felix or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know. I agree. Yeah, because when they announce him at the end in the final fight, it's a little ridiculous. It's like, coming in at 1-0. and He's the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. You know? And he's, like, representing Crenshaw. I was like, okay. Yeah, he's, he's like, he has goofy. no gym. It is a weird anomaly of a fight. Yeah. It's like representing Crenshaw Penitentiary or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I did like the addition of the Drago character, like giving him like a small little role, right? You know, he's supposed to fight Chavez, but then he also helps train Creed um, when he needs him. So I thought it was cool to bring back those characters and then also bring back the Conlin character, right? Like he was the last fight in the first movie and being Creed's last fight in his quote, quote career before he retires. I thought yeah. all those little homages to the last couple movies were really nice, actually. I want to talk a little bit about the fights. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that, and this was actually kind of my feeling in the very first movie too. I thought the middle fight was better than the last fight. In the first movie, I will say that the 
middle fight is more impressively shot just because yeah. it's a oneer. Yeah. But there's no beating the comeback in the final fight in the first movie. Okay. I don't think anything can top the emotional beats of that fight. That's the best fight in the That's series, true. period. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think That's so. the best fight in the series, yeah. And when you say, you know, like, technically that was more impressive fight in the middle fight, that just blew me away. And, like, I don't know if I got over that high by the time I got to that final fight. And I think you're right. Like, okay. I think the emotional beats are there, but, like... Having watched, you know, a lot of these Rocky movies, a lot of just like fighting movies, I just remember like I have not seen something like this ever and it blew me away. You know, that mm-hmm. one take going in and out of the fight, like you're in it and then you're out of it, you're in it and you're out of it. I, I love that fight so much. <laughs> Let's shift to Creed 3. So like I think I was more impressed with the middle fight this time around too also because I felt – it's weird to say this. I felt it more like the way it was trying to portray the sleaziness a little bit of the Damien character. Like I felt the hits a little bit more versus mm. the last fight. They were trying to in itself make it as even as possible. And that's what it felt like. It felt like there was no ups and downs in a way. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that's by design. design yeah. Because I think, again, this is the third movie in the Creed franchise where the movie itself is trying to do something where it separates itself from the Rocky movies, which Mm -hmm. are always, like, these fights with the ups and downs and, like, the miraculous comeback, the rousing crescendo of the fight, which this movie didn't really have in the final fight. It was a little anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. But I do think that Michael B. Jordan made up for it with his directorial flourishes in the final fight. Yeah. Where, like, everything falls away and it's just them in, like, the empty stadium. Yes, I did like that. That was fun. In the best way possible, it reminds me of the foosball episode of Community, where Jeff and Shirley are fighting in, like, anime parody. Um, It's kind of like that, because they're both, like, <laughs> uh, they're, like, screaming at each other, <laughs> punch each other at the same time, like, in the DBZ anime and stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's really cool. And then the way they shoot the fights, it's so good in this movie. When they're all, like, in their stances, it's, like, steady cam. But then, like, when they're swinging at each other, it's handheld. And it's seamless. It's not confusing at all. Mm-hmm. It's more balletic, I think. There's more flourish with the moves, more dodging, more combos, I think. I think Michael B. Jordan really wanted to up the choreography in these movies. I think there's, like, a charm to the realism of the first two. Mm -hmm. But this was, like, a different direction. I will agree that the second fight, the middle fight between Felix and Dame is, I think, better. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to point out the sound design in this movie. There's some sick sound design in this movie. I think the most painful thing in any Rocky movie is probably in this movie when they take out Dame's mouth guard. Oh, my God. And he's, like, the big ringing in your ear is, like, tooth is, like, coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Like, spits the tooth in the bucket. You feel that in, like, the roots of your teeth when they do that, you know? I agree that I miss that sort of typical up and down, back and forth, uh, loser comeback thing the Mm -hmm. Rocky Final Fights always have. This kind of evenly matched opponent sort of thing doesn't work quite as well. And then he just wins, right? Yeah, it it doesn't work quite as well. So I agree with that. I think overall these fights probably aren't as good as the fights 
in the first two, they're different in a cool way. Like everything Jeff's talking about, about the anime influences and stuff. There is a lot of really cool, interesting stuff going on here um, that I do like. But overall, they're not holding a candle to like the very best fights in the Creed or Rocky series. But still good. I, I still want to see Michael B. Jordan, you know, direct some more fights. I'm interested to see what he comes <laughs> up with. I will say that compared to the first two, though, I felt a difference in what – and I think, Jeff, you're already kind of alluding to this – was what it feels to be a boxer sometimes. Mm-hmm. The tooth falling out, him like having to take his mouth guard off and all this blood. And I feel like this movie just had more blood in yeah. general out of their mouths when they're getting hit. Even the training montages he has with Drago, like his shirt is getting bloodied up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. The visceral nature of that, just being a boxer, like I think is a little bit more present in this movie. And I I like that. I did enjoy that about this. And I like that they did their homework too. Like they pay a lot of homage to real life boxing and stuff, which I really like. They always Um, have real boxers as uh, some of the guys in the movies, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Felix is a professional boxer. Uh Pretty Ricky Conlon. Yeah. Is a pro boxer as well. One of the things that I think someone pointed out was that when Damien's in prison, he has like a ticket for Foreman versus Ali. You know, like he holds on to Mm -hmm. it. That's like one of the things that he does with Adonis with his ticket. And Foreman's guard is that cross guard where he puts his two arms across from each other. Like that's like how he guards instead of parallel. You know, Mm -hmm. he does like the, the cross guard. And that's how Damien blocks in Mm. all his fights yeah and in the final fight creed punches through the cross and that's how he knocks him out Uh, uh, which i thought that was really interesting because that's like um george foreman's signature guard um so i I didn't notice that detail that's cool that is cool yeah Yeah. that's very cool yeah so one of my favorite moments definitely one of the ones i got most emotional at was i think it's the very last scene right where amara is in the ring at the end She's shadow boxing her dad. She mm-hmm. knocks him out and like she's holding up the title. And it really actually surprisingly made me. And you see his jersey in Creed's like little den or whatever, his guy den or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. But you see Kobe's jersey. Oh, Kobe's jersey. Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't notice that. It really made me think of that. Like, I don't know if that was something on, you know, Michael B. Jordan's mind or the writer's mind. Cause, you know, like tragically, Kobe died with his daughter who was. Someone who was very passionate about basketball herself, who was wanting to go play college hoops. And like her dad was into that and wanting to support that. To see this character with a young daughter who admires her father and like is in the end like wanting to hold up the belt too. Like, I don't know. That actually made me really, really emotional during the movie. Oh, wow. You would notice that because that's California. (laughs) That's a solely California touch there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. I will say that I don't know if this happened for you being a basketball guy. Every time they said Damien, Damien, I wanted to just say Lillard, not Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get, get that. That's funny. That's funny. I'm like, wait, wait, wrong sport. But it just like I couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta say, like they made Damien seem like he was playing really dirty. I don't think he did anything actually that dirty in any of the fights. I don't know if you guys agree with me. You're talking about that second fight, right? Especially the second fight versus Chavez, for real. Punching him in the the joints and shit? That's technically not illegal. Like punching him in the arm already when it's already injured. It's like the awkward punches, right? At the joints, which you don't really see that often, but I don't think that's illegal. Yeah, and like even the elbow was like... 
Well, the elbow seemed like it just looked like he missed, and then the yeah. elbow grazed him. But mm-hmm. everyone made it seem like he elbowed him on a purpose. Yeah, which it didn't seem like it. I thought yeah. he did. I thought you were supposed to think that he does it on purpose. Right? I mean, the, you're supposed to think, but yeah, it didn't like look like that. It. Everyone he's reacted good. like, yeah. <laughs> Although he did knee him, though, right? Because that's like mm-hmm. that was definitely dirty for yeah. sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, then there's a point where he does, like, hold him and then get another punch on his arm. So, like, that was pretty obvious. There are some yeah, things yeah, that are yeah. dirty. I think that second fight is supposed to set up that he won because he played a little bit dirty. A little mm-hmm. bit, right? He knew the opponent's weaknesses and he really targeted and, you know, did whatever he could to do that. But I don't know. I think that language is a little lost, right? In that last fight, he doesn't really do anything dirty, does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's no, like, dirty trick that Donnie has to counter. Yeah. And there's like this whole point where his trainer's like, he knows your weakness. You got knocked out here. You took shots to your rib, you know, against Drago. He knows all this. He's going to target it. But like that doesn't come It doesn't come, come up. Play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so agree 100%. Like, yeah. I thought that was a little weird. It where did like, make that final fight seem flatter than it should have. That's a very good point. They like telegraph that they're going to do that stuff and then they never do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys hit on this earlier was that I think they're trying to make it so that you don't quite know who you're rooting for at the end of this movie there's this two brothers at odds and like yeah dame's a little sneaky dame's a little you know of a cheat and maybe he takes the easy road but at the end he is kind of wronged right like he's the guy who's just trying to get a break took after the rap for fucking creed right yeah mm-hmm I well, mean, it's definitely his. The rap <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But like, Creed ran. Yeah. After beating Leon, so like this guy at the foster home beat all the children, and then yeah, what happens is that Creed finds him outside the liquor store, and he beats him to a pulp. A bunch of like, I guess the guy's friends come and they jump him, and then Dame comes to his rescue and pulls a gun, and that's when the cops come. Yeah. And then Creed runs away while Damien gets arrested. All right, so he didn't really take the rap for him, but. Creed did really, like, kind of abandon him. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Really, like, the whole entire family kind of abandoned. Yeah. I mean, Marianne hated him anyway, but, yeah. like, she hit all the letters. Yeah. So, Damien was definitely wronged. I do agree Yeah, and, like, that. Creed, even admits he didn't reach yeah, out to him yeah. once while he was in prison, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's this through line of maybe Dame is in the right a little bit. Not necessarily in the right, but, like, I feel like they were trying to play this game of, well, if Dame wins in the end, maybe it's okay. Like, maybe people can root for him. And I, I don't know. And I think that goes hand in hand with them feeling really Did you think at up. any point that he might win? <laughs> maybe a I don't bit. know. I don't know. I think the very tropey thing and, like, the thing that happens, of course, is Creed wins. I didn't yeah, expect yeah. him not to win, but it felt very much while I was watching. I'm like, are they trying to make me think that Jonathan Majors is actually going to win? Like, and it might be okay? I think they put the thumb on the scale a little too much with him yeah. hiring that dude to take out yes. Drago. Mm-hmm. But then they don't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, yeah. And at the end, Michael B. Jordan's like, okay, it's cool. They just sweep it under the rug, you know? Yeah. Yeah, another kind of weird dropped plotline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm a little bummed they killed Marianne. Yeah, but yeah. she was great in this. She yeah. was good in this. She was good in this. I just loved her presence in the first two movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Just her reactions alone to Creed getting punched in the face. Yeah. In that first one where they're she, cutting back. She's and like forth. sitting at home and she's like, like cringing. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, you almost gave me a heart attack, but I am proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> sitting oh, in the living great. room. Talking about this movie, we get that really great scene where she's, you know, on her deathbed. I yeah. guess hallucinating, you know, like seeing yeah, he's Apollo. Yeah. And it's, man, dude, that was, that was, that was rough. That was that good. That was rough. Yeah. That yeah, was really, yeah. really good. Also, I want to say something about the Marianne character that like, 
you don't see very often where her husband cheats on her and has like a love child with someone else and then she comes in and raises that kid. It's like, what yeah. a great character, you know? I'm very, very partial to Marianne. I like that character a lot. Sad to see her go. It's kind of weird. Their relationship hit me stronger, I think, in this movie than any of the other two. When he says my mom and like, you know, he uses the word mom and I don't know, it feels different in this movie for some reason. I think it's maybe because, you know, she was a character that passes away in this movie and like this one is a lot about his past and like, yeah, still his relationship to his dad. So like, yeah, I it really worked for me. Their relationship really works for me throughout this whole trilogy. I wonder if it's just like Rocky not being in this movie gives her the space to kind of step up as as the parental figure. Like she's kind of the parental figure of the movie. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a series that's so much about fathers and the fathers and sons and the legacy of fathers, right? But there is room for this strong mother character as well, which I think is great. I also really love the moment like Tessa Thompson's Bianca opens up about like losing Marianne too, and like how mm-hmm. she's like she was the closest thing to a mom to me, you know, the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and like I really felt that too. Like I think Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan, doing really great work in this movie. Yeah, solid trilogy. I, I've spoken uh, of some of my like nitpicks of this movie, but like ultimately, I do still really like this movie and really had a fun time. And I think if you like the other two, you're not going to be disappointed by this one either. Yeah. Okay. Creed rankings. I mean, I think okay, all of us Creed one is number one. There's no way. Yes. No, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. Like, I don't know if it's too fresh. I would say I would say I still like Creed two more than this. Mm. I think it's really close. It's close. Yeah. I might go yeah. one, three, two, but it's close. Yeah. Two yeah. and three are both pretty damn good, I think. Right now, I'm seeing all the problems with this movie, but like maybe a couple years down the line, I'll revisit this and I'll be like, fuck those things. Who cares? And this movie's awesome. And like, you know, maybe this will rise up because I, I feel like that's kind of what happened with Creed 2 also. Like, you know, I saw some of the things, what I would have deemed maybe like flaws back then. But when I rewatched yeah. it again this time, I was like, dude, this this movie is working really well for me right now. So. Yeah, I think thematically, 3 is just really, really good. Yeah. Even though, like, intentionally, it's missing some of the things that I really liked about the first two. Mm-hmm. You know, like the comeback fights, yeah. uh, Sylvester Stallone, Ludwig Garrison's score. But at the same time, you're just, like, slipping away from the DNA of the Rocky movies and becoming something of its own in the last movie. And I really respect that. And I yeah. think Michael B. Jordan did a great job. So yeah. I want to say one, three, two, but probably by like a hair between three and two. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but okay. Overall, Rocky rankings. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you I guys want to get there. Yeah, that's tough. That one deserves some thinking. Let me not. That deserves me actually going back and rewatching some of the ones I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And admittedly, I don't know if I've ever seen Rocky five. Okay, I think Rocky five is maybe the only skippable one. Legitimately bad movie. Uh-huh. Everything else is at least pretty good. Of course, I remember one pretty well. Four, I really love because of just how absurd it is, I think, sometimes. Um, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, actually, you know what? I don't think I've seen Balboa either. Rocky Balboa? That's not mm. five, right? That's different than five, right? Yeah, no, that's different from five. Yeah, I that's don't think I've seen... That's the first one with uh, Milo Milia. Yeah, I don't think I've seen either after Rocky IV. Honestly, I can't give a ranking because I haven't seen everything. But I think I've already given my thoughts on Creed. I love Creed, and I might put that even above the original Rocky. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I do yeah. think the original <laughs> Creed is really good. I agree with Derek, actually. I got to go back and rewatch some of the older ones. and um, Even rewatch one just to appreciate how damn good it is before yeah. doing some rankings. I'll do a rain check on that one, too, for now. 
Is three really good? Isn't that the one with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T? Am I thinking of this wrong? They all kind of blend a little bit. Three does have uh, Mr. T. Three's Clubber Lang, right? Yeah. Isn't three crippled? I don't remember that being one that I particularly enjoyed, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Really? I think it's pretty good. I think really? I, I okay. actually do maybe think I... the Mr. T one's also pretty good. Like, I think okay, they're all pretty good, uh, except for five. I mean, I remember liking Rocky Balboa, too. I'm genuinely surprised that you guys had it on your top 25 that I didn't. <laughs> I'm still, still not over that. that. He's still not over that. <laughs> yeah. Well, just goes to show who should be the Rotten Tomatoes critics around here. Yeah. <laughs> taste, fellas. I admit, I concede. <laughs> I concede. Man, it's just so good. Like, just re-watching it, I don't know. Maybe it is because we're older. Yeah. Just the yeah. emotional beats really got me. Things I noticed in this uh, rewatch that I didn't catch the first time. Cheating the ringside doctor with uh, how many fingers oh, yes, I'm holding up. Awesome. I didn't yeah. notice that the first time. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Where they tap the back of his mm-hmm. head to tell him how many fingers was up. I didn't notice that. Well, I love the view through his eye where he can't see shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then the taps. Yeah. Really great scene. Yeah. The really movie. good yeah. stuff. Do you guys know that, uh, <laughs> that Stitch, the cut man in these movies, is a real cut man? Yeah. He's a oh, real cut really? man. Yeah. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's like super yeah. famous. Yeah. This whole time, I thought he was like Edward James almost or something. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like him, right? A little. When I was watching in 2015, I was like, is that Edward James almost? Why aren't they giving him any lines? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, but I think we've said it all, man. I think we all really love this franchise. I think we love this movie. So, um, yeah. I'm yeah. Like- if you want to see one Jonathan Majors movie, see this one, not Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. This one uh, already made its money back. $100 million. It's really, $75 really million well. budget. Yeah. Excellent. That's so good. That's great. Yeah. News. Quantumania tanking. Might not even clear $500 million. Oof. All that CG. All that CG. All that CG. <laughs> I think <laughs> that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com where I reviewed Creed 3. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? You can find me training in the desert for my next fight. How about you, Derek? <laughs> That's Creed 2. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we talked about them all here, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do the rope pulls like Jonathan made. That was yeah. psychotic. That was cool. That was cool as hell. You could find me at the world's okayest photos and screenings is going on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on Creed 3 or the Creed franchise, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. Sometimes we read emails out on the pod, so feel free to do that. And we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.